Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one. Let's jam. Steven did a whole physical bit with that. Nobody's ever going to know that. They'll feel, he did they'll the, feng feel shui. the feng shui. Feng shui. Yeah, you know, Zach, I've always heard it feng shui, but very clearly the Asian-produced show that we're watching, specifically Japanese, which is close to China, geographically comparatively to the United States. So is it is it Feng Shui? Hi everybody, welcome to another session of Brokeback Bebop. The rootinest, tootinest podcast in the world wide web. Uh, that's all I got. Hi, how you doing, Steven? It's good to see you. You know, I'm zen. I'm here. Yeah. I'm I'm calm. I am I am one with the universe. How are you, Zachary? I'm fine. I want to ask you. <laughs> I want to ask you. Have you ever tried or put any effort into learning how to or practicing like meditating or any yes. type of becoming zen i feel like i should do it i have done like there's a book if i find it i will tell you what it was that i read that was talking about like mindful meditation and stuff like that and i got it to help with like my stress and like anxiety depression stuff and it really did kind of help put me at ease like when i'm feeling like super overwhelmed and i still use some of the like tricks from it if i'm getting like a little bit stressed yeah i think meditation is really cool i don't i think so too a lot i know some people can like sit there for like hours but like for me like taking 10 minutes and kind of i think it's widely probably by stupid americans misconstrued as something that's like a little magical yeah and i feel like it can be but it's a lot more of like learning how to turn your brain off so you can turn Mm -hmm. it on in a different way yeah right because totally. a podcast that I listen to, he, uh, Pete Holmes, a comedian, he's really into like transcendental meditation. And you just like repeat your mantra. And he says that you have to like go to a place or like go to a person and be given a mantra. You don't mm. like make it up or pick one of someone else's. It's like a personal thing. And you like go into kind of a dream state, but you're awake and you're just repeating your mantra and you get used to it where you kind of like – Repeating it turns off all of that, like, thoughts that you can't really control, I guess, like uh, intrusive thoughts because you're focusing on that. But then you do it so much that you start to forget that you're doing it and you can think about other places or go other places or have, like, psychedelic experiences. I don't know. I'm interested. Yeah. I've done, like, the mantra type of stuff. I've I've never tried. I'm just a big ball of anxiety. You know, I want to try doing a sensory deprivation tank. I feel like that'd be a nice place to kind of get some peace. 
I feel like everybody that does it, and I would definitely be one of those people, I'd go like really open to having a, a really beautiful experience, mm-hmm. and you're in there for like, what, a half hour, maybe an hour, depending mm-hmm. on how much you pay for it. Five minutes in, I think I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah. Because everything's gone. It's all black. You, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to think, I'm going to think, and then I think I would just fall asleep without thinking about it. I feel it. like it'd be a lovely nap, though. Sure, but I think at the end, I'd be like, damn, I really should have taken some mushrooms or something. Sure. That'd be scary. I think it might be. Unless you were in a situation where you could go to the place and be like, I am taking psychedelics and that's Mm -hmm. part of this experience. Help this be calming for me. You know, rather than being like, I'm going to sneak a couple mushrooms and then go to this place. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, dive into Boogie Woogie Fang Fung Fuck Shui? There sure is, Zachary, because we are dead in the heat of anime season. I know I talked about all the shows I'm watching, I think, last time. Right? No, because we didn't record one last week, did we? Well, last time you did, but it's been a couple weeks Uh, now. Well, you mentioned one that this episode reminded me of. The one you were talking about where, like, they were former lovers pretending to be – or that they yeah. had to be siblings or something. There was some shades was of some that in this. There was some lover tension going on in this episode. Some brother-sister stuff. Yeah. So all those shows I'm still watching. Rent-A-Girlfriend is still dog shit but entertaining because it's bad. I started watching a show that I don't know if I talked about it last time. It's called Call of the Night. Did I talk about a vampire show last time? I don't think so. Okay, so this show – Super cool. One of the most, like, vibey anime I've ever watched. Like, you know those videos on YouTube that's, like, Tokyo at 3 a.m., lo-fi beach? Sure. It's like if that and a barely Twilight moving had a picture baby. with some vibey music and, yeah. like, rainfall, maybe. Like, the backgrounds use a lot of those, like, deep, like, purples and pinks that are mm-hmm. super bright. But Warm also colors. Super, like, yeah. The animation's super cool. The music is, like, super duper dope. Tell me what it's called again. This is the vampire Call of one? the Night. Okay. So it's about this kid. Yeah, who's Harrison like, Ford in a CGI dog. Exactly. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Wild Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. I know exactly what movie has gay Dr. Cox from Scrubs in it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw Wild Hogs in the theater. With my mom? With me my too. mom! Yeah. <laughs> But Call of the Night's really cool. This kid, like, is living this life. He's pretty popular. You know, he gets asked out by this girl, but he turns her down because he's like, I'm not really into girls. I'm not really into guys. I don't really, like, care about that. I don't really like any of the people that are my friends. I just want to, like, be alone. So he, like, leaves his house at, like, 2 a.m. and, like, starts walking around. And he meets this girl mid-drift out. She's kind of crazy semen, like, nuts pink hair. Crazy And they go on this kind of adventure together. And she takes him back to her place, and they're, like, laying down, like, in the bed. And then she bites his fucking neck while he's praying to be asleep because she's a vampire. And he's like, what the fuck was that? She's like, damn, your blood's delicious. I'm a vampire. (laughs) And he's like, damn, that's kind of cool. Yes, I am, too. He's like, like, well, so am I a vampire now? And she's like, it doesn't work like that. And he's like, well, I thought that's how you turn people into, like, vampires. And she's like, well, it only works if you're in love with the vampire. And he's like, well, I (laughs) kind of want to be a vampire. I fuck with that. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, it is. And so they, like, he, like, sneaks out. He, like, stops going to school. He, like, Uh then, like, spends all his nights, like, out running around this vampire girl. And it's really fucking good. I believe you that it's good. But the idea that vampires can only make other vampires by being in love is kind of dumb. No, Zach, it makes sense, because why would them sucking your blood make you a vampire if you didn't love them? I do agree that it's... You had me until it was the love thing, because I agree that it'd be an interesting 
because you would think it's possible for like a vampire to just drain someone of their blood and like feed on them and they're just dead. Yeah. But I think the other part of it is that they're like this uncontrollable like parasite that just makes other of themselves. I don't know. Let's talk about Cowboy Bebop unless you want That's to mention the really other shows. That's a really locked in way of thinking, Zachary. Vampires are yeah. more than that. But it's kind of cool because it's kind of like a reverse on Twilight, but instead of like shiny emo Seattle people, it's like a shiny big emo city anime girl. Asian people. Yeah. But it's cool. It's a cool show. Really cool music. Yeah. And the romance part's the like of the, the night. Yeah. Like the least important part of it because it's not really a romance show. That's sure. just why he's still around. He's like, well, maybe I'll fall in love with you and I'll get to be a vampire like you. And she's like, whatever. Let me keep drinking your blood every day. Then you can hang around. Sounds a lot like what we do in the shadows. It ah, haven't seen that show. I hear it's good. Though. It's really good. Okay, Bebop. let's talk about Cowboy Bebop. We're here to Bebop, talk about Bebop. the twenty-first session of Cowboy Bebop. We're getting closer and closer to the end of the original run, which is wild because watching the episodes, it still to me, it's past the point where it feels like it's just getting started, mm-hmm. but it does feel like we're just in the real groove of things where like each episode is pretty solid because we know all the characters and we know how the world works and it doesn't feel like it's slowing down at all so it makes me a little sad that there's only what five episodes left after this yeah there's not many yeah and two of those are are a two-parter so really only like four different stories yeah Mm -hmm. well today we're talking about boogie woogie feng shui it was storyboarded by ranta or ranta hi ranta Ranta Ushio. It was directed by Ikuro Sato. It was written by Sadayuki Murai and Shinichiro Watanabe. And it was aired in Japan on March 20th, 1999, and in the U.S. on November 12th, 2001. They really just shot these out in the U.S. when they came out, They did. They sure did. Just (laughs) shot them right out. Just spewed them all over. A fat load of episodes just... All over and around me. (laughs) Bebop shot. We've got trivia. I've got two questions. I have two questions for you, Zachary. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go first. Yeah. Uh, What can Feng Shui do that fortune telling can't? I don't know. Mm, Feng Shui can change good luck to bad luck. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, What snack does Ed offer? Mayfa. Mayfa? Mayfa. Mayfa. They look like little chocolate bunnies or like Who's potatoes. the real fan now? Because they've mentioned them on the show before. Fuck. They're a delicacy. Maybe from Earth or from somewhere. Oh, is it the Galamede Sea Rats? Ganymede Sea Rats? No, no, no. It's called Pioko. Ah. I think they that. mentioned them maybe in the episode where we first met Ed. I don't remember what they actually are, but they do look like little chocolate chicks. They kind of look yeah. like peeps, but yeah. like chocolate. And go your turn. <laughs> uh, who do the Blues Brothers work for? For a syndicate, I don't know. Uh, ooh, Blue Dragon. Oh, you are so close. I'm going to give you at least partial things. credit. Yeah, what was it? The Blue Snake. Blue syndicate. Snake. Mm-hmm. Blue Dragon. Yeah. Is one of the four answers to my second question. Oh, boy. Fuck What me. are the four gods? Uh, Blue Dragon, Red Phoenix, uh-huh. the Snake and the Turtle. Mm-hmm. And tortoise. the tortoise, sure. He has he has little legs, not fins. They said tortoise. I'm agreeing, Zachary. I'm validating you. <laughs> I'm doing everything the therapist goddamn told me to do. <laughs> it's still not enough. Yeah. And the last one was the 
Let's see. What animals? The tiger. Yeah, what color? Orange? No. Golden? The white tiger. Damn! Oh, That was yeah. really good. That was really close. Thanks. And that's it for trivia for me? That's it for trivia. All right. Good times. All right. Uh, no emails this week. So... Never is. <laughs> Never is. We don't do this show that way. <laughs> you have to have people that are listening to it at time of original release to, mm-hmm. to have people emailing. That's fair. But it is your turn to introduce the next segment. Is it? Oh, shit, you do it on this one. <laughs> to do the next thing. I were, was you getting, so... were you getting ready to, to do it yourself? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I wish you guys, both in the beginning when he was doing the feng shui <laughs> stuff, and just now we were both talking, and <laughs> Steven was making these eyebrow faces at me, and I was like, well, it's time to do the next thing, and you were like, yep, it sure <laughs> is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's time for everyone's favorite time-based memory recollection. How can it be everyone's favorite segment? when you genuinely forgot? <laughs> Clearly not everyone's favorite. Anyway. Uh, we're going to find out, did Zach comprehend the episode this week? <laughs> The part of the show where I give Zach 20 seconds to accurately, vividly, and sexually describe this week's episode to me in a way that really gets my sweat dripping, my bumps goosed. Haven't done it yet. <laughs> and my toes curling. <laughs> nope. Zach, how are you feeling about this week? Do you feel the feng shui within you? I track the episode, but there are some of the nearing more sci-fi elements that I get a little bit caught up in on this mm-hmm. one. I don't know. We'll see. I, like I said while you were talking over you, I've never done it satisfyingly before, so uh-huh. who knows? I don't know if this will be the one. Well, Zach, zero seconds on the timer. I'm going to let it get all the right. way up to 20 so before not, I yeah. yell stop right. at you. That's how it works. It's not really a timer. It's Hopefully like a I started on time this watch. time. Last time I never pressed start and it went I had like, like 40 seconds at yeah, least. Which I think hurt you more than helped you. Yeah. But uh... <laughs> You would think that that would be great. You'd think <laughs> it'd be it a dream not. come true. You know, as far as content, there was as equal extra time as there was, like, extra silence mm-hmm. in my description. That's great. So it really balanced out. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Kids, kittens, and kebab stand owners. Time for Zach to to lay it all on the line and bring us to the horizon. All right, mm-hmm. Zach. Are you ready? Sure. We're going to do this on go, like always. Okay. Three, yeah, two, one, go. Jet gets a message from an old friend who gave him insider information from the syndicate that he works for and ends up with his daughter instead of him. He's dead. He gets to the graveyard where he was buried and goes off on a mission with his daughter to find the sunstone, and they're going to use it and Feng Shui to find the father and find the message that he wants them to find. Stop! And- I could have gotten a lot more, but I think you I did, did an okay. excellent job with the first half of the episode. Yeah, and then I got a little farther than I thought I was gonna get, but there is a lot more that I would have liked to have gotten to. I didn't get the conclusion. Well, you you got some bonus because you slipped in at the beginning that he worked for the syndicate, so that's yes. extra detail. Didn't get the the Blues Brothers chasing no. them. Right, I want it. Yep. Yeah, but you did mention the Sunstone, which is pretty pivotal. Zach, I'm gonna give you a solid. B this week. Yeah, I felt pretty good about that mm-hmm. one. If I had had even like 
five seconds three more, to five more seconds i could have mentioned that they were being chased and i could have maybe mentioned that they got to talk to the dad yeah, man. that was great. okay i'll Good take job it. zach well done today thank you let's talk about the episode in the time that we've got left let's how do does it. this one rank for you i like it but it's not in my like top five although Why it's really hard to be in the top five of this show because there's a lot of really good sure. episodes. Yeah, I agree with you, but why is it that it's so easy to know that this one's not even in the conversation? I think the story is cool, but I think that the ending, while like pretty good, is not anything substantial or super mm-hmm. shocking. They find the dad, then he's like, Well, I'm dying anyway, goodbye. So that's nice because the daughter gets a little bit of closure. There's I not think it's a too nice much... enough ending. It makes the, it doesn't make the dad look that much better. No. But really all you needed to know was that he was avoiding her to keep her safe, like mm-hmm. how Jet told her earlier in the episode. Yeah. The emotional heavy lifting was kind of done by that, other mm-hmm. than the daughter getting to like see her dad one yeah. more time. I think if I have a problem with this episode, it's more like the middle. I like the setup, I like the characters, I like the mission, I like that they're being mm-hmm. chased. There's just kind of a meandering part in the middle of the episode that allows like the rest of the characters to be a part of it for a yeah. second, but just kind of they have the thing but don't know what to do with it or like they have the instructions but haven't really done it yet. I don't know. It's it's that what kind of takes it down just a little bit. It's not purposeful throughout the entire plot. Yeah, I think it's also not a super I mean, there is action and excitement in it, but that's not the focus of the episode. Yeah, not a ton of action. I noticed that. And what I do there like is, the connection to the intense. syndicate. I always like connecting back to that gate incident because it increases the like rippling effects that the world has had because of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I like getting to see Mars. We're not there super often, mm-hmm. so I love getting to see like how different that is from like the desolate Earth. Or even when they go to like Ganymede and stuff, where it's mm-hmm. mostly like water and like a little right. bit of like kind of urban area around that. I like how they really do have some consistency with the different planets and how things were. Because even in the first episode, they talked about how, you know, Mars was where all the money and the rich people were. That's where that couple was trying to escape to. And so we go right. to Mars and it is a metropolis. It's a big city, you know. But Which is funny because that's what our billionaires in real life are talking yeah. about now is how to make... I don't know if they really are, but that's like the pop culture joke is that we're talking about how can we live on Mars one day. Yeah, and they and did in it. this version of the future, Elon they do. did it. Elon Musk is the Cowboy yeah. Bebop, Zach. You, you, you see the sponsor by Tesla. But he still Tesla can't fix model. Twitter, so. Yeah. I just want to give what me a dislike really button. Or just bring the dislike button back to YouTube. I think it, there's still, you can still. You can I, still dislike, some, but you can't count the dislikes. The creator knows. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't show on the page anymore. Well, how do I know if it's bad, Zach? I need to know if it's bad. I forget what I was going to say. You made me... What were we talking about? We were talking about Mars, the terrain, the the metropolis. Before that, let's go back a little. Oh, what I wanted to ask you. So this is a Jet episode. Mm -hmm. And honestly, of the... Episodes that focus on one of the other characters, usually the Jet ones are my favorite. Yeah. Does this episode tell us anything about Jet that we didn't already know? No. Past or present? Does it add any layers to his character that we... Not really, you know? Yeah. I, I think that I wish that there had been something revealed about Jet from this Not episode. Not even reveal, but... like... I don't know. I don't know. Just something about him being the one who's on this revealing i i don't know i don't know what i needed but the episode didn't quite give it to me yeah i agree i mean i, I still, still like enjoy him the being episode. the main character mm-hmm. i think i liked it being jet 
and the girl instead of like Spike and the girl. Yeah, totally. But it didn't tell me anything about Jet that I didn't already know. Yeah, I like seeing Jet in that kind of protective role, but it was kind of awkward because there was like a weird sexual I'm thing. too young to be your father, but I could be your boyfriend or your brother. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. That's a weird thing because that whole middle part of the episode brings that up with the other people on the ship too. Mm-hmm. They're interested on what's going on with the two of them and if there's anything sexual or romantic going on. Yeah. And it's weird. It's weird because the girl... And it's not said how old she is. They don't but... do anything with it. They don't really flirt other than have a couple of awkward mm-hmm. things. It's not really a plot line for the episode. They just bring it up a couple times and it's kind of awkward. Well, and like I'm fine with them not making it a romantic thing, but then why make so many like awkward jokes about it? Like I don't know. I don't think it detracts too much from the episode, but it no. definitely was uncomfortable. For, it's you know, one of the awkward. things that makes this uh when we were watching it i was thinking it's probably like upper mid tier of the series mm-hmm. but talking about it more there's nothing offensively wrong with it but it does give me less than what i get out of the episodes that i've liked the most so yeah. far it might be lower mid tier because there isn't really a low tier episode there's exactly. maybe only i'd have to really go back and look only a couple of episodes that i'd realistically put below this mm-hmm. one just by how good most of it is. Yeah, that's the thing with the show is I feel like the the top is is it does something. You know, like you can have a, a solid episode like this that in your average anime, this would be a pretty solid episode, you know? But in one where... If there were 150 episodes of Cowboy Bebop or more, mm-hmm. absolutely, this would be a perfectly fine episode. But like we started off the podcast saying, that's not how it is. After this episode, there's five episodes left yeah so any meandering at all feels like a massive waste of time when we only have so many hours left with these characters and coming off an episode is like dark and heavy as pierre lefeu which is a great example of the flip side where it's an episode that did it tell us anything we didn't already know about spike probably not but it was scary it was involving it was exciting it was interesting so it didn't matter but this episode needed a little Mm -hmm. bit more to not feel like we're wasting precious time yeah i agree tell me some of the stuff you like about it while we've got some so some of the cool stuff in this episode the music is great in this one there's a song the like driving song that they played at the beginning and then like mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode is a uh, Ganymede Shuffle I think is what it's called that one's a yeah. super cool one a lot of cool like horns and rhythm section stuff there's another song that played during the first chase with the Blues Brothers it's a cool one I love that that's the only thing you'll refer to them as <laughs> they will be the and Blues Brothers forever you didn't explain it or anything they just are the Blues Brothers just everybody the Blues knows Brothers. what you're talking about yeah there's the the one who's going to die from drugs first and the one who's going to die from drugs second, you know? <laughs> and then John Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> All rolled into one. I like the connection to the syndicate. I think that there's about to be some more syndicate stuff not too far from where we are now in the show. And so just expanding how many different syndicates there are and maybe connecting them to the, uh, you know, the, the major Chinese gods and things like that is kind of cool i i like that moment where they're standing on that building and they like see the like the mountains representing like the different stuff that was kind of a cool like image it made me feel like i was watching naruto because they have like the 
Hokage Mountain with like sure. the Mount Rushmore thing. That is something that while we were watching it a couple of times, I mentioned um, I really yeah. like the animation in this episode. It is a very well animated episode. A couple of moments with water that I think look really really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the whole graveyard scene looks really cool. Along yeah. with what we were mentioning the way the, the bullets the hit the points. headstone is really cool. You feel the weight of the shot, and I like that. I just like the idea. It made me think of like it's the future, and it's this graveyard on like a hilly terrain Mm -hmm. it makes me think of like a future world where they're having to make more out of what space they have for graveyards i i don't know it it was a piece of animation and of of world building design that didn't say anything but got my brain thinking about how this future world works yeah i also really like that shot and you pointed out the water in it when uh you just see the silhouettes of Spike and or mm-hmm. of uh, Jet and I can't remember her name. May May. I put my notes away. Yeah, May 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 something. Walking <laughs> in front of the water and the water looks real. It's beautiful. They animated the. It like, looks the real light and it doesn't. They it. animate it in a different way than what they usually do, where mm-hmm. it almost kind of looked like static or like yeah. they were using like a static effect to kind of make it shimmer in a different way. But it really did look like when it's nighttime and the sunset's hitting the water. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job. Yeah, the only part of animation that ever looks dated in this show, but it also doesn't look as dated as it could, is when they're in the hyperspace. CG. Yeah. In this episode, if I had to say, the CG in the end of the episode, it's not yeah. so bad with the thing that rotates throughout sure. the episode. What what would you call that? Uh, no, if they give it a name? Yeah, I don't think so. It's like a weird compass pointing direction yeah, thing the, that the, moves in more dimensions the than gyro the show usually does. It's definitely a, a CG thing. thing mixed in with 2D, and I thought that, that like cool. is a little clunky, but it worked pretty well for its time. The end of the, the hyperspace <laughs> stuff, like the big donut in the sky when Spike's shooting the rock, it made yeah. it a little bit harder to follow what's going on, if I'm being honest. I want to point out my favorite yeah. moment of the whole freaking episode is the ship starts becoming under attack and Spike and Faye are kind of like, not our problem. And Jet's like, battle stations or die with the ship. And that delivery was fucking great. He was like, listen, I get this is not your problem, but it's going to be because we're going to die if you're not fighting. And that was Jet being like badass captain. And that was cool. Yeah. How many times are these people going to be put on death missions? When's the episode where they like need to go grocery shopping? I think that was when they all took psychedelics and walked around the ship. <laughs> That's fair. And you don't like that, that was one. Like I kind of like that one. I, I love that, that episode. one more than this one. Yeah, I do. Mushroom Samba is much higher on my list than it probably should be, but I really enjoy it. Okay, well, with the time we've got left, first, let's go ahead and give our captains for mm-hmm. this week. Um, honorable mention to the Blues Brothers. They really <sighs> held it down. Sure. But I got to give it to Jet Black this week for me. I think yeah. that for nothing else, he truly was the captain of the Bebop. Like, he was like, this is what we got to do. That's fair. That's a good point. Well, I mean, he kind of always is. Yeah, that's fair. He successfully found a guy who was, like, trapped inside of a rock black hole. I don't really understand the science yep. behind that whole part me there. I, I just don't want to touch it. Because, uh, yep. <laughs> like, wouldn't if they were don't tracking try. him, but he, but he's uh-huh. in the in the rock? No, the I rock thought the rocks the, helped was them the, find each other. Why did they need to shoot? They shot the rock in the, to open a hole to get... Yeah. But then they never got to him. They just saw him on a video screen. Yeah. Couldn't he just so why'd they have them? to do any of that? Couldn't they have just Skyped him? Can they yeah, have Skyped like, him? They have FaceTime, clearly, so they could have just... Well, like... this leads me... My captain this week is going to be the dad. Nice. Because I fucking love, from a comedy <laughs> angle, that he has had to spend all these years protecting his family by staying away from them, and then he's like, I'm going to go out in a blaze of dramatic glory. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna send this guy who I helped once to my daughter who thinks I I left her, and they're gonna have to go on the scavenger hunt to find a thing to find another thing to find me when we could have skyped all along. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. And then they find him, and he's like, "Well, I'm almost out of oxygen, so bye." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all we have time for today, folks. I'll see you next time. That was the dad, not me. Well, and just about, though, let's talk <laughs> before we sign off. Uh, what do the people have to look forward in the future? Do you know what the next episode is? The next is? episode, Zach, is one that I would put in my top ten. It's a precursor to Samurai Shampoo, but it's also a great 10, standalone. Top ten, but not top five. Correct. Could you tell me why? Are there Because like, the top five is so good. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, why it sets up Samurai Shampoo. Just the music and style, or is there like thematic? Like, so there's quite literally in this stuff. next episode a cowboy yes. that says he's going to go be a samurai next. And it's the character from Samurai Shampoo. No, but this but is a cowboy kind of sets bebop. up the idea for and that so show. It was a director saying, I did jazz western, so now I'm going to cool. do hip hop samurai. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. That is pretty cool. It's kind of cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that. This is the episode that I think between now and next week is when the movie takes place, I'm pretty sure. Does it really matter that much then, since this was kind of a standalone episode where specifically the movie takes place? Not really. Yeah. It's just before the end when whoever dies, dies. Sure. Well, that's going to be it for today. This Ein was takes fun. a bullet right up the asshole yeah. and shreds them. They get very graphic with the animation. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap this thing up. I'm invested. I'm already a little bummed out that it's not a longer series. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how they wrap it up, and I know they wrap it up well, but it seems like it's coming way too fast. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how the live action uh, takes all of that and shits on it. Right? It's funny because this show, I feel like when you're like in the middle of it, you're like, Wow, I thought I was further through this show. And then you get to the last part of it, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm already Oh, it's here. almost over? Yeah. It feels like the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back next time. See you later, space missionary position. <laughs> nice. Make sure that if your dad dies and it's mysterious and he leaves you a, a gyrosphere... Uh-huh. Don't go with the scary man who's a bounty no. hunter that says, I could be your Unless boyfriend. Unless he offers you ice cream. Well, if he gives you ice cream, you gotta go. It's the rules. Right. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's go get some ice cream. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash podcast, where starting at $5 a month, you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Live up!